You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a doggy dog world is brought to you by BuyCostumes.com, the web's most popular costume store. <laughs> yes, BuyCostumes.com is your ultimate source of over 15,000 Halloween costumes and party supplies for people and their pets. <laughs> Take a bite out of your entire order. 12% BuyCostumes.com slash Doggy, D-O-G-G-Y. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? <laughs> And today we're dedicating our show to listeners' questions. Several of you have uh, emailed us with some questions about uh, dogs, dog training, games, things like that. So we're going to dedicate this show to answering your questions as best we can. But before we get into that, hold on and listen to a message from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's a doggy dog world is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high quality pet related products. Enter the code DOGGY10, D-O-G-G-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. There's a movement afoot, ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash world, W-O-R-L-D, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. 
Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. The dress code? Come as you are. Pajamas, a tux, you can even go naked like your pets. Unleash your party animal at my animal party. Guess you know from Animal Planet, TV, radio, the news, and bookstores will be joining me. And that's because after I won Best Pet Radio in America from the DWAA, I got my paw in the door and I met a lot of amazing people. And the best of the best are going to be coming to the party. They're coming to party with us. So join us at the animal party. Don't miss the party. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz and Petra and Kate are with me today and we're going to talk about some... And the dogs. And the dogs. And if you hear some noise in the background, as we're recording this, it's pretty warm here in Southern California, and they're chewing on ice. So if there's some funny crunching sounds, those are <laughs> dogs crunching on ice cubes. It's not us. It's, it's not us. <laughs> um, Kate, do you want to uh, read our first question? The first question a listener asks is, when you are training, how do you taper off using treats, and how and when? Well, let's go first with why we use treats. Payment. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I'm doing something, I want to get paid for it. <laughs> They're a reward. At the beginning, sure. Yeah. They're a motivator. Yeah. Well, I was saying, back They're when a lure. I was first learning a new skill, like playing the piano, I was a kid. Playing the, the scales and learning the notes was not all that intrinsically thrilling for me. So I got a reward. I got a comic book or, you know, something for doing my practice. So I got treated for sure. doing it. Now, as a grown-up, the skill that I have alone is enough of intrinsic reward for me to enjoy sitting down and playing the piano. Sure. But it takes a while for puppy dogs to learn a new skill and then get pride in that skill mm-hmm. to not need the same treats. Sure. And if we talk about how we use the treats during training, we encourage our students, one, not to use the same treat all the time, to vary the treats because that can help keep a dog's attention, especially if we're teaching a skill that is a little more difficult for the dog. Say maybe we're teaching come with a dog who doesn't particularly have the motivation to come, then we want a really good treat to use along with other training skills like a sound stimulus or something like that. We also use a jackpot of treats, a handful, a bonus round, if you will, when the dog makes a breakthrough on, a, on, on his learning. So just using treats isn't do this, you get one treat, do this, you get one treat, but it can be used in a variety of ways. So I tell my puppy owners, um, think of it like going to Las Vegas. You're playing the slot machine. Now you do the same, you used to be pull the arm, now it's just push the button. But basically you're doing the same repetitive action every time. But there's the thrill of anticipation of what kind of payoff am I going to get on this round? Mm-hmm. Am I going to get just a couple of coins, no coins, or a jackpot? And that kind of random variable reinforcement 
right? To use the uh, technological terms, right? Makes a behavior more addictive, right? Than a known what well, you know a what known you're quantity, get. yeah, right? A known quantity, right? So we want to make our dogs addicted to working for us. We use those same principles. Mm-hmm. Vary the worth of the reward mm-hmm. and vary how much they get it. Mm-hmm. And then that can lead into the tapering off question. And how do you taper it off? So I don't pay off the slot machine as much. Okay. But I vary how much I pay it off. And I wait to make sure that I've got a dog who's addicted, or at least in the beginning stages of being addicted, before I even start tapering off. And I think that's the important key, the when do you start tapering it off. When the dog is motivated, when the exercise is well known, when the dog is doing it willingly. When I am willing to place a bet that I'm 99% sure that the dog is going to do something when I say it, mm-hmm. then I can start thinking about tapering. And that's mm-hmm. usually what I always use. Some people can't, well, can't make that decision. Mm-hmm. When do, does my dog know? It's like, okay, how about if they do 99, we're not 100% perfect in anything, but if they're 99. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Liz. <laughs> oh, well, present company. <laughs> If your dog's doing something 99% of the time, at that point, so you can start taking So you might have the treat in your hand, tell your dog to sit. Mm-hmm. And then if he does, just, yay, good boy, lots of praise, but no, no treat. Right. And wait and, to see his surprise response. And then when he sits faster, nicer, in better position, uh, without slopping over sloppily, uh, when the sit is better... So you reward. Kind of like a little fine-tuning at that point. Right. Narrow the criteria. There you yes, go. But, yeah. but then, yeah, they only get a treat for when they do it extra good. Mm-hmm. But then, don't be in a hurry to make the treats completely disappear. Keep them on that random basis for a while, and that actually makes the behavior stronger. Random and variable. So you may ask, you may treat them every third time, every fifth time, and then two in a row... So the dog never goes. But, but then also, also raising your don't forget to give him some type of reward. You still yeah. got to get know, the praise. The still the verbal, the, the petting. Yeah, or as I call it, the cheerleader. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then when you teach new exercises, bring the treats back to remind them of how much fun it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I know when I'm teaching Bashir something new, I still bring them back. Or if I'm fine tuning, like with the carding when I was reintroducing him to the carding and wanted to make it fun, treats came back. Really good treats came back. And now the treats are in my pocket, but he's not getting them for the carding unless I'm asking him to fine-tune his left turns or his right turns or, or something like that. But for the most part, he doesn't get them. He knows they're there. <laughs> and it's so much fun to just sporadically just go you know what you did so good here's six treats yeah, yeah. the jackpot yeah right exactly. and you just go whoa how'd i get that that was cool and let me see if i can get that again right that's what right. the addiction pays in right right so they always get, and even when you're playing the slot machine you always get a reward even if you don't get any coins you get the thrill the anticipation the, the bells going off the yeah. <laughs> The that person, whole, not in my case, not no. the person next <laughs> no to you, getting, or like when we went to the Del Mar racetrack this summer. Yeah, yeah. 
Liz got a good payoff. Yeah, you had to hear about it. (laughs) We're like, damn it, Liz got it again. We all get paid off in some way. Sure. Learning to play golf is a hard skill, but um, then just getting closer to the pin. Sure. Getting those bragging rights, Mm -hmm. seeing your score go down, all of that became rewards. My Wii Tennis. There you go. My Wii Tennis (laughs) is getting pretty darn good. Better than it ever was when I was a kid trying to play tennis. So even if it's an imaginary space ball going back to the imaginary net, there is a reward. There there is, because you see the little people go, yeah! And and you see the score, and when you go to play your game, your rating, ranking is like 700 and something, and you're playing against somebody who's 35, and you're going, I don't care, I'll still whoop him. And the video games know that. I mean, if you win... And the crowd yeah. goes, you lose. It goes, oh, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. and they hang their heads. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, so sad. So the, it even corrects. The first time, <laughs> the first time, the little people hung their heads. I was real bummed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> so we all get rewarded some way using the treats is one reward, but you can taper them down as you replace them with other rewards. Right. Easier right. to carry. Okay, so I hope that answers that question. Now, our second question. What are some games to play besides tug-of-war and wrestling with your dog? Yeah, we're not fans of (laughs) wrestling because it teaches your dog to fight you. And I know a lot of people, and not to be sexist, but a lot of guys especially, like to wrestle with the dog. It's very physical. It's But it does teach the dog to fight you. And in, in cases of some, especially young, adolescent personalities, that's not a good thing. Tug of war has its Were place. Were you talking about the person or the dog? Both. Yeah. <laughs> hush, Kate, hush. Sorry, I just wanted to clarify that. And then tug of war has its uses, but it needs to be used very, very carefully. You have to be able to control the game. So that, again, the dog isn't fighting you, taking advantage, grabbing your hand instead of the tug toy. And we had a case of a gentleman Mm -hmm. we know who plays Hmm. tug with his dog. And he ended up in the hospital because his dog, in the height of the game, grabbed his arm instead of the tug toy. And we won't say his name, but... He knows which, who he is. Yeah. You know, which, and it was a bad bite. It was a very bad yeah, bite. Unfortunately. But, you know, I guess that's something, again, you got to watch your dog. If your dog is really into that type of tug toy reward type thing, my in the back of my head is like, there's going to be a slip up. And not that the dog meant it, obviously not. No, his but dog the is... the owner's going to get injured. Yeah, in this his, case, it did happen. His dog is a very well-trained yes. dog. And he's a very good dog trainer. So Sometimes that might be a little enthusiastic for the dog. Yeah. It is too much of an adrenaline rush that maybe you need to tone it down a bit. Now, with Bashir, I can play tug. We can play tug fine. He never loses control. I can ask him to drop it, and it's all over. Archer, who's going to be three next month, which I can't believe, is still silly puppy. I won't play with Archer because he would get too wound up, and I know I'd he'd probably grab my hand. Yeah. I'm not meaning to. Well, that's a good... There's a point you just passed over, is that when if I do start to play tug with a dog, the first thing I do is, do they know a give or an out? Yes. Right. So that I have exactly. a way to communicate, this is the end of the game. Right. right. I want to teach that first. Mm-hmm. Or see that first. Do I have an off switch before I turn them off? Okay, so that's a good point. Let's 
give them a let's give our listeners an idea of how to teach give. So I'll take a toy, a soft toy with plenty of room, hang on to it, and dangle it, tease the dog with it a little bit until they do take a hold of it. Without trying to play tug, without pulling back, just hang on to the toy. That's in one hand. So we've got puppy dog attached to toy, attached to your hand. Then in the other hand, I bring out the treat. A good treat. And I make sure the puppy dog knows there's an option here. Are they going to choose between door A or door, door one or door two? Yep. Mm-hmm. Door two is hang on to the toy and bypass the treat. If they let go of the toy in order to take the treat, then I use my word, give out, whatever. Good to give out. Let them have the treat. As soon as they finish chewing, I dangle the toy again. So they get that fun of getting the toy back in their mouth. If they choose not to give up the toy to take the treat, then they get the toy and I walk away and everything's over with. Mm-hmm. There is no more playing, period. Mm-hmm. So there's no reward for uh, not giving it up. And if it's that wonderful a toy for them that they're willing to give up a food treat for it, then I will notice that toy, put it away, and then the next day I'll try with a lesser value, less loved toy. Right. So that they are more willing to give it up. And teaching giving it up means you get a treat and you get it back. Right. Until I can drop it, they'll pick it up and then give. Yeah. So you have an off switch before the Mm -hmm. on switch. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. I will use the tug to bring up a shy dog. Because they might need that adrenaline rush. That little chance of... Yes. But still teaching the give first and keeping parameters on the game. Now, our listeners may not know it, but my husband and I have a new puppy. We have a new Australian Shepherd puppy. His name is Cisco. And he had some major transitions when he joined our household. He (laughs) was a country puppy. You know the old story, country mouse and the city mouse? He was the country mouse. Come to the city. So I did play tug a little bit. Just for the first few days, get him excited, let him have, get his teeth into something, because he was also teething horribly, and lots of cheering, but he was soft enough and worried enough that I didn't have to worry about him not keeping it. As soon as I stopped cheerleading, he dropped it and gave me the sorrowful eyes. (gasps) Was that wrong? So for him, yes, exactly that. I was doing it to boost his confidence a little bit. To cheer him on a little bit, let him know, yeah, 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 this is a fun place. And I still, with my uh, abused little Roddy over there, I have to encourage her to tug. Because she's still going, are you sure it's okay? Are mm-hmm. you sure? Mm-hmm. So to, to play mock battle with me takes a lot of coaxing and reassurance, and then she gets it. Sure. Now, Walter, my little cockapoo, he's never been fearful or shy. <laughs> really? <So. laughs> Her loyal listeners have heard many a Walter story. He was, it probably wasn't until he was about two or even three that I started playing tug with him. I did sure. play fetch. Uh-huh. Give it to me and I'll throw it for you because that was thrilling. But I didn't play tug with him until I was sure he had more control over his emotions. Sure. And therefore his Well, mind. we got a, a little off the, the topic. We the, the question was, what are the games to play besides tug of oh, war right. wrestling? <laughs> so, but let's take a break for our sponsors. Hold on. And when we come back, we'll talk about the games. Stay tuned. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. 
It's a Doggy Dog World is brought to you by 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. 1-800-PET-MEDS is your best source for pet medications, vitamins, supplements, and pet supplies. Get great savings, fast service, and free shipping. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash world, W-O-R-L-D, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code DOGGYDOG at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P.com. Code word D-O-G-G-Y-D-O-G. Where have you been? Oh, Grandma, I've been busy, you know? Racing, GoDaddy girl. Oh, I built my own online store with GoDaddy. Really? Let me see. Grandma'sauction.com. Hey, are those Grandpa's golf clubs? Grandma needs her bingo money. Use promo code DOGGY10, D-O-G-G-Y, the number 10, and get a .com domain name for just $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. If you ask the question, what do I want? What do I need? I'll take a back shot. I really should mention. I need time, I need love, I crave attention. Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a show about our fabulous older dogs and cats. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And you know, as the human population ages and lives longer, of course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So in a way, I kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise puppies. What do you think about that? Be sure to join us for another edition of Sassy Seniors. And remember, celebrate your senior pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. 
our listener question was, what are some games to play besides tug-of-war or wrestling? Well, I know one of my favorite games is Find It. Hide something and have the dog find it. Find the lizard out in the, in the yard. Find the gopher that's digging up the hole in the training yard. Find a toy. Find a ball. Find, uh, you know, the cat. A person. I think, we, yeah. I think we recommend that for a lot of families. You know, when they have a puppy and have to get the kids going and be, mm-hmm. kids be part of a game. Didn't you use that to get Kayla up? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And of course, not the little dog. Used the biggest one, the of German course. Shepherd. Yep. And it was to get her up and out of bed. Where's Kayla? Go get her. Wake her up. Bam. Right on top of her. But We're an easy great. way to teach find it would be to take a toy your dog already knows. Like Walter's favorite toy is the red planet dog. Planet dog Orby. Yes. Orby. <laughs> Ringo. 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 Take the, the ball or the toy, let your dog see it, sniff it, go hide it somewhere. Very easy to find, like maybe just around the corner of the chair. But out in the open. But in the open. Right. You know, just have to have him have to move for it. And then find it, find it, find it, get your ball. Yeah. And lots of praise and then play with the ball. Oh, <laughs> Walter's looking at me. <laughs> And then do that, increase the distance a little bit, hide it just slightly, and teach your dog to look for it, to search for it, to smell for it. But find it games can be a lot of fun. So then I'll stick it, oh, just under a throw rug, but still half visible. Sure. Um, under a newspaper, which with a young dog is a great way to teach them that they're they don't need to be afraid of newspapers or sure. plastic bags and stuff like that. Or if you're trying it with kids, we just teach them, make them the names. have the kids teach the names of the children, but when they hide, or not necessarily completely hide, just a little bit, and then call the dog's name or make a noise, it's like, oh, what was that? Where is she? Let's go find her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. That's mm-hmm. fun. I think that's the biggest one with kids, mainly because been there, done that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, because they want to do the tug of war, they want to wrestle, and it's like, no, no, let's let's do something different. Let's let's make you go him think. Let the puppy dog find let's you. let's yeah. teach puppy dog your name and how he can go find you. Let's play hide and seek. Another fun game is teach the dog the names of his toys. Mm-hmm. Teach him ball, bone, rope tug, Orby, squeaky monkey, squeaky monkey. Squeaky monkey. <laughs> Snake, we have a uh, fuzzy orange and black stuffed toy snake with big squeakers in it here at the training yard. And several of the dogs absolutely adore that snake. But teach him the names of his toys. And then you can use that in all kinds of ways during your playtime. And then how about the old-fashioned Frisbee? Well, yep. fetch in general. Fetch in, fetch yeah. in general. I mean, that, that retrieving games. That's kept Walter alive. Oh, yeah. to be able to have that exercise oh, yeah. off. And I'm always sneaking in a way to make it educational. Less so, right. Mm-hmm. Or sit, wait. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have a finger on his collar or a hand on his leash. Mm-hmm. And then roll that ball out. And, <laughs> oh, 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 and then, okay, go get it. So then I'm teaching him, get it. As well as self-control on the weight. Right. As well as then bring it back to me and give it up. I mean, using a vocabulary... I can't wear him out physically unless I'm willing to spend four to five hours a day. Right. But by making him think while he's playing. And now that I have more tools at my disposal, (laughs) I can pretend to throw the ball he runs out. He has to spin in a circle, lay down, play dead, and then I'll throw the ball for him. Sure, so mix up his tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's something else you do. 
trick, trick training. training. Yeah. Trick training is back, different. Back to kids. So I'd like to have the kids each with a shaker and call the dog to come between them. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's teaching yep. the dog to pay attention to the kids and the words to, for the kids to use. Mm-hmm. Puppy dog come. They We're get to about. learn a little self-control and patience mm-hmm. too by standing still when the other kid is calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're running back and forth and getting them tired. Yes, and the puppy's running back and forth. And getting mm-hmm. So, third question is when that to was. stop or referee the play playtime between a big dog and a small dog. Well, let's see. I've got the one extreme to another. Well, you do too. Yeah, but I don't have the personalities that match them. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. So you've got the big lush-coated German Shepherd. <laughs> and then the Palms. Mm-hmm. Palms, plural now, by the way. Yeah, those of you that two. haven't been keeping yeah. track. Yeah, really. Yeah. Keely and Benji. Yeah. It's and, you know, I, I'm careful. I don't let them go out in the yard to play alone unless I'm out there. Mainly because, first and foremost, if the big dogs, if you have a playful big dog and a little dog, he can just injure him just with his size. Yeah. It could just be one paw playing and accidentally go squish and hurt them. You know, and it could be... It, Squishing a foot and breaking a leg or something. It's just... I guess for me, there's too many variables in this question. Yeah. I want to know just just how much of a size difference is there. Mm-hmm. I want to know the age and temperament of the bigger dog. Is he an adolescent that doesn't know where he's putting his feet and might step on a prompt? Well, you know, or is he a mature dog who uh, who's calm anyway and I know is going to be careful? Is a little dog, is the interpretation of play, the little dog actually being a little snooty <laughs> yeah. to the big dog? You know? I was going to say snotty. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying to keep it a little nice. You know, and we've seen that where it's been misread. Well, a lot of the little dogs are the instigators. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We won't talk about guess... a couple Pomeranians we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when you start talking real little, I get all the, but, but, but. You know, if they've gotten stepped on a couple of times, then they start to do a, what's it, a best defense as an offense? Sure. And they yeah. do, yeah. Well, I mean, well, all well, of you, well, Walter and my two guys, they've been stepped on plenty. So now when a big dog comes around or anything over them, it's like, hey, do you know I'm here? Yeah. Now, if you show respect, fine, I'll shut up. Right, exactly. But if you act like a goofy and you keep dancing around, then we're going to get pissed off. And that can be dangerous. But I'd say if you do have a small dog and a big dog that really you can tell do like each other and play, I keep them both under control, you know, because they could get like kids, play nice, nice, and oh my gosh, get excited and then get out of control. May ask where your case stop. All right, timeout is out of control. Well, we have a very Um, good friend and training student who has a huge Great Dane. Yes. And Papillons. And Papillons. Yes. And, you know, he's a good boy. The Great Dane, he's not... But that paw can go smash. Well, you figure his paw's as big as the Papillon's head. He stepped on my foot, and I felt it, and it hurt a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 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 I know, and I've seen large dogs where they'll get on the ground, lay down, and, and play when they're, so they're not up on all fours sure. with a chance of injuring, and just roll around, you know. Okay, that's fine. Begin watch it, because it can just get a little too I had a 120-pound Mastiff, but he was such a gentle soul. Mm-hmm. I caught him one day playing with a litter of kittens. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Mama Cat was there. 
Mm-hmm. And nobody was concerned because he was as flat as he could make himself be. Mm-hmm. Right. And barely turning his head and Being not very moving careful. his feet and mm-hmm. just giving little kisses. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. kittens were crawling all over. Mom wasn't worried. That was fine. That was his personality. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, when we got our, when Paul and I got our first Papillon, we still had our last German Shepherd, Michi. He was a big boy. He was about 90 pounds and sturdy. And the Papillon was seven, all grown up. The Papillon was a handful, and he was not polite in doggy terminology. And I had to run interference because he'd get in the German Shepherd's face and blah, 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 and the German Shepherd just went, well, whatever. But had the German Shepherd wanted to retaliate, the Papillon would have been gone. Yeah. And eventually that did happen, not with that dog, but with another one, because the Papillon never learned. And again, with, I had the same situation. Benji, the palm, was injured by Teddy because he just didn't know when to stop. And it was just in the midst of me trying to get over there to stop him when it happened so you know quick. Yeah. And I mean, luckily injury was, you know, he healed and things were fine. But even now I'm very careful. It's like, keep play, yeah. keep a few seconds, that's it, that's it. Keep it very short. Just a couple of weeks ago, I introduced a, a Rottweiler, an adult, to his new home. Mm-hmm. And it was a Rotty mix, female that was already there, so wanted to be sure they would get along. I had forgotten about the little Yorkie. Uh, oh, right. I forgot she had so one. I'm That's holding right. the Rotty. We've already reduced to the Rotty mix. Everything is fine there. She brings out the Yorkie on leash. The Yorkie has not a sense in the world. She's a very sweet little girl. She doesn't have a brain connected to a neuron. <laughs> she took one look at this well, great, you what? <laughs> huge, very, very still prey eye, Roddy, oh, and no. threw herself at him going, <laughs> you know my new buddy. <laughs> and I pulled him back just as his jaws snapped over open air. Oh, scary. And oh, there was dear. drool on her back. Oh, was she worried? No. Yorkie said, oh, what? we haven't met yet. How are you? Yeah. And tried to throw herself back. So um, the mom of the family was told to crate keep on leash very close to Roddy. And she did that for about 48 hours. And she held the, the Yorkie and carried her around. and all, So he got to realize that that was another family member. And not a prey item. And not a squeaky toy and not a squirrel or, you know. <laughs> or a snack. But I said, even at that, now that he's quit going after her, never leave them alone because the Yorkie has no sense. Right. Exactly. She doesn't know how to protect herself. Right. So for the rest of their life together. And she said that wasn't an issue. She could handle that. Yeah. So really, unfortunately, there's no easy answer with this one. No. This this was a good question from our listener, but there's no easy answer. And like Kate mentions, a lot of variables to this one. Yeah. If I have to make a snap judgment, I look at the little dog. Mm-hmm. How worried are they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they have more than neuron, one neuron connected, <laughs> and they're showing signs of alarm, get in there and break it up. And yeah. then the big dog, I'd look at what, does he have a prey drive and how strong is it? How relaxed is he? If he's getting tense, if he's staring with those hard eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's reading for deliberate intent. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't read for an accident, accidental stepping. No, right. our, our no. friend with the Great Dane, all he'd have to do is take a paw and go kaplow, and, and he could break the papillon's back or break a leg. Yep. And there, that would be no, no ill mean. Yeah. Ones. So, but good question. 
All right. Well, those are three questions for uh, for this podcast. I do want to remind you, this we're recording this in the beginning of October. We've recorded several shows previously on Halloween. So go back and on the website and look at some of our older shows. Listen to those. We've got some good advice up there on how to get your dog ready for Halloween so he doesn't freak out. Especially if you have a young dog who's never seen people in costumes before. Oh, true. Uh, oh, yeah. Cisco. Yes, I know. You're going to go through it. I know. I already thought about it. That's what brought it to mind. (laughs) And then we're also on Facebook, Friend uh, Kindred Spirits Dog Training, or myself, Liz Palaika, on Facebook. We've always got stuff going up on there. And you can also follow me on Twitter, at Liz Palaika. You social We're doing social media, we are. (laughs) She tweets. I tweet. <laughs> I tweet. Not this. <laughs> it's just not the right verb. I know. I tweet. <laughs> well, I think on that note, that's enough for us this time. I hope we've given you some food for thought. Keep the questions coming. Send yes. Them in. We love to answer them on, over our Definitely. podcast. Liz at PetLifeRadio.com. And hopefully we'll answer your questions the next time. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.